0: Two, one. Seven things you didn't know you need to know. I'm Kira Evans and this is a Smart Seven Ireland edition. Good morning. It's Jamie and for Kira. It's Friday the twenty fourth of September and it's punctuation day. And a big happy birthday to Brad Bird, Thea Parfittis, Jack D and Ben Platt. There were 1,355 new cases of COVID-19 yesterday with 286 people in hospital and 59 people being treated in intensive care. As the pandemic winds down, the government's working on its plan to recognise frontline workers for going beyond the call of duty during the last 18 months. Taoiseach Michal Martin says it's important to recognise the collective effort. We want to reflect the the contribution that people have made uh, during COVID-19, particularly frontline workers, and front bank workers have been in many sectors, uh, not least in, in retail for example, mm-hmm. right from the beginning and commencement of the pandemic, and it will be challenging. In the dawl, Minister for Public Expenditure Michael McGrath laid out the potential costings for a scheme which would see an extra 10 days of annual leave for those who qualify in 2021 or possibly extending into 2022. There is a sig- very significant cost associated with the claim for 10 days leave across the health service it would be a minimum cost of 377 billion. Uh, given that you would almost certainly have to involve a level of overtime and agency staff, uh, the cost would uh, almost certainly exceed half a billion euro. And if you were to provide the same 10 days leave across the full public service, the cost would exceed 1 billion euro. So the costs are very significant. It was an historic day for Ireland on Thursday as Michal Martin, for the first time ever, chaired a UN Security Council meeting. It comes as Ireland is President of the Council for the month of September. I shall now make a statement um, in my capacity. Uh, as the Taoiseach of Ireland. Let me begin by um, expressing my thanks to the um, Secretary General for his leadership on climate change. There was some resistance around the table, with Russia refusing to see climate as a security issue, while the US Secretary of State Antony Blinken sees it as a priority. Climate change is making things less peaceful, less secure and rendering our response even more challenging. Speaking to the media afterwards, Mihal seemed happy with how the meeting went. Views are never fixed forever, uh, and our challenge you now is to persuade and to engage with all members in respect of these issues. Five. The US government finds itself at risk of shutting down once again as the regular wrangle over the US national debt comes round. This time with Democrats in charge, the Republicans who happily waved through tax cuts and extended the debt ceiling in the Trump era are refusing to get involved. Republican leader Mitch McConnell says not one Republican will vote to raise the debt ceiling. Right now, we have Democratic President, Democratic House, Democratic Senate. The previous debt ceiling was negotiated on a bipartisan basis in conjunction with a Caps deal. This one is not being Negotiated on a bipartisan basis. Nancy Pelosi isn't surprised. The former president was famous for not paying his bills, and they want to do that again, but we cannot let them do that. Four. The UN General Assembly this week saw leaders from all across the world speak on key issues from climate change to the pandemic. Joe Biden pledged vaccines, the Secretary General gave out to everyone for lack of ethics, and Boris... Well, Boris tried to spice up his passionate plea for climate action in which he accused world leaders of being childish with this pure Alan Partridge moment. It's time for us to grow up and understand who we are and what we are doing. Kermit the Frog sang, It's Not Easy Being Green. You remember that one? I want you to know that he was wrong. It is easy. It's not only easy, it's lucrative and it's right to be green. Still to come on the Smart 7 Island Edition, Jade from Little Mix Roast, Noel Gallagher, and there's a new Britney documentary on the way. Right after this. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Smart 7 Island Edition. If you're enjoying it, you might also like the original Smart 7. Just search and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Thursday night saw the official opening ceremony for the 2020, yep, the pandemic-delayed Ryder Cup. It takes place in the US in Whistling Straits, Wisconsin, and it sees Europe take on the US in golf's greatest team event, and it's on Sky Sports all weekend. Europe's captained by Irishman Porrick Harrington and his seasoned team are hoping to pull off a win on America's home turf. Rory McElroy says the question he gets asked most is what motivates the European players to win. The Americans, obviously, they're playing for their country. We obviously play for our countries and our continent and our tour and everything else, but the overriding feeling every, every year that we come to Ryder Cup, Cup is we, we play for the guy that stands next to us. I think that's why our team dynamic works so well. Never mind, the Buzzcocks has been rebooted for 2021. It's lost its old cast and host, and it's moved across the road to Sky. Greg Davis is now the man in the hot seat, and he had a feisty set of guests for the first episode. Little Mix's Jade Thirlwall was on the panel, and Greg wanted to know what exactly happened when Noel Gallagher criticised Little Mix after they won the Brit Award for Best British Group. Go Jade! What did he say? Something about that we were undeserving of the Brit Award, and because oh. we're women and we don't well, we do write music, but he thinks we don't write music. Yeah, shame, really, because, you know, we are definitely, like, the most successful girl group in the country, but he's not even the most successful performer in his family. (laughs) uh, It seems like things are finally turning round for Britney Spears. Her new lawyer's made huge progress on breaking her out of the conservatorship she's been in since 2008. Her dad is intending to step down, and she got insta-engaged to long-term boyfriend Sam Ashkari. Now, a new Netflix documentary lifts the lid on what's actually been going on inside Britney World. It's called Britney vs. Spears, and it drops on September the 28th. No one would talk. I'm not going to acknowledge that I was ever brought in to evaluate Britney Spears. Until they did. Someone very close to the conservatorship leaked me this confidential report. Brittany had to go into court a million times. All of these hours of criticizing her. It's an epic fail of the legal system that this has gone on for so long. How do you get out? You don't get out. Until you scream. This has been the Smart 7 Ireland Edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favor and hit the follow button. We're back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Have yourself a great day.